Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. So, weird story about this week's classic episode. I think I spent the entire episode trying to shoehorn in the fact that some lizards have something like a third eye. It's it's on their forehead. It's sensitive to light. And it's, it didn't fit in this episode. It's entirely because uh, this episode, in a way is about a third eye, right? Yeah, and interestingly enough, it has to do with light-sensing cells that could be in your forehead. That is weird, just like those lizards Ben's talking about. And what what if that is very, very special to humans and anything with a consciousness? Yeah, and it turns out your third eye is actually a gland. So chew on that for a while. <laughs> This is a trippy one. Uh, we can't wait. We can't wait to hear what you think of it. This is one of the classic ones where we dove into some deep water uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Greetings. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I am Ben. Is the tiny pinecone-shaped gland in the middle of your head a gateway to alternate realities? Perhaps to an inner spiritual place? Or is it just your body's ingenious way of manufacturing your sleep cycle and monitoring it? Or maybe is it something in between? That's today on Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. I like that intro quite a bit, Matt. That's exactly what we're talking about. We are talking about the pineal gland. And uh, to follow up then, I, I guess one thing that we could say is that it's totally understandable that people would think of it as a third eye. You and I recently did a couple of videos on the pineal gland, something we had returned to. Uh, remember very early in our days, we did a fluoride episode. Yes. And the pineal gland was right at the center of that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pineal gland is, as you said, a pine cone shaped organ. It uh, swings above its weight class in terms of performance in the body and the brain because it produces two very important hormones, uh, serotonin and melatonin. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we say in the video that 
melanin and melatonin are very different, so don't get them mixed up. Oh, yeah. It does, has nothing to do with uh, the pigmentation on your skin. Uh, it's just, it, it's the melatonin is the thing that doesn't it get your body into a sleep state or, or it coaxes mm-hmm. your body towards a sleep state? Yeah. It tells your body nap time. Yeah. Is, is essentially what it does. And one thing that really interested you and me about this is that the pineal gland, even though it's inside the brain, is actually able to sense and react to light. Yeah. It's an, it's an iPhone. It's not a, an old flip phone. It's got some new features. Yeah. But they're actually really old features. They're just upgrades, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really weird. Really <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that is a way to say it because we do know that some animals uh have have a similar thing that we should differentiate now. There's the uh parietal eye, which you also hear called the third eye. It's associated with the pineal gland and it's present in some animal species. Like, uh, there's a, there are reptiles that have, uh, well-developed third eyes, lizards, frogs, lampreys. You can see pictures of amphibians that have uh, a lot of frogs that have Mm -hmm. a parietal eye and it's kind of weird looking, just looks like a tiny little dot in the middle of their, their, what would be their foreheads. Also able to sense light. And we talked about, we talked about how for thousands of years, very smart people have been breaking their heads against the wall to figure out what the pineal gland is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's a fascinating thing. We're, we're always looking for that, that exit into the other realities. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it seems, it seems like it could be a key. It could be, but. There are no definitive answers yet. There's a lot of research going into it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out, but let's explore what we know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we know that it's, as we said, it's pretty small in adult humans. It's a little under a centimeter in length or uh, 0.3 inches. Uh, it weighs about 0.1 grams. So it's not... It's not something that you would immediately notice if you happen to be um, opening up someone's head for the first time and digging around. Uh, yeah. It, you know, just in case you're doing that now and you're like, guys, where's the pineal gland? I'm in a hurry. Um, <laughs> we'll go towards the center and look for that little, what? It's, it's like I've a pinecone. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it say it's the size of a grain of rice, but it's a mm-hmm. little bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it's... It seems rather insignificant when you are looking at the structure of the brain. So we do know that the pineal gland is an endocrine gland or an endocrine organ, Mm -hmm. but we also know that it's pretty enigmatic. It's kind of a shady neighborhood of your brain because it is associated with a lot of mental functions that modern science still does not understand. Uh, One of those big ones would be sleep. Yeah. You know, like it's it's um a, a lot of different neurological factors are involved in sleep and physical factors as well. But if we think of sleep as like the the heist in, or the object of a heist film, okay, then uh the pineal gland is totally in that Ocean's Eleven crew. Like it's oh, it's a you. key player. I got you. A little too far down the street for that. <laughs> no, comparison. I like it. I like it. Well, yeah, I was thinking about sleep as one of the main uh, mysteries here, just sleep in general and why uh, animals need this restful cycle. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of research going into this. And and just what the heck is it? Why do we need it to happen? And it turns out, at least from some of the current research, that sleep is highly important for our brains functioning mm-hmm. uh, because it is it's it's essentially strengthening the connections that you made throughout the day, kind of organizing the information that you took in, creating, uh, or I guess strengthening the memories that you've created in that day. And it's really strange the way your brain then connects new ideas up to the established ideas that you already have. It's freaking fascinating. It, and it really reminds me of defragging a hard drive, making sure all of the all of the uh, bits and data are put together in the right place. And I think that's a fantastic point that we should consider there with with sleep, because everything you said is true. It's absolutely true that we have some very good guesses. Um, I, I also tend to believe the memory encoding part 
Um, but we don't know entirely what sleep does, like completely. I, I think that the, the memory encoding part, um, especially with that comparison of defragging a hard drive is absolutely spot on. We know that, we know that the need for sleep varies, uh, according to age. Like very, mm-hmm. uh, young babies will sleep in around 20 hours every 24 hours, uh, which has got to be refreshing to a lot of parents, right? Yeah. And, uh, we know that as people age, they get into this period where they're somewhere between seven and nine or six and nine. And then as you, um, become older, and I mean like elderly. Okay. Not late middle age, but as you become, uh, uh, an elderly person, then you, uh, can often sleep less and less. Yeah. So we know that without melatonin, sleep is a very difficult process. We know that sleep is also a way that our body can rest itself. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if you think about it, and you and I have talked about this before, man, if you think about it, sleep is just to me phenomenally irritating. I hate sleep. Yeah. That you, that you have to get some. Yes. That I'm beholden to this bag of humanity that I'm, I'm currently residing in, I guess. Uh, you know, how strange is it if you have to explain sleep to an alien species? Yeah. <laughs> You're so tired of this one. You've heard it. I, I love it though. Okay. Tell me, tell me. All right. So here you go. You, well, you meet some aliens, uh, take me your leader or whatnot. And then, uh, you take him to your leader, but the leader is, has to go to sleep, right? And so the aliens say, what's going on? And you say, oh, well, here on earth, um, you know, we're pretty normal. Every, every couple of, uh, hours or so, uh, we just lose consciousness, uh, lose control of our body and we vividly hallucinate. And then sometimes when we wake up, we don't know what really happened. Got to get some coffee and then we just start the whole process over again. Yeah. And then we have, you know, another set of hours before the hallucinations begin. And, uh, it's strange, but it is, it is true that sleep is necessary. Like just for a quick sidebar, um, you know, we've talked about the DARPA research and other like the Uberman sleep cycle. Um, what's your take on that stuff? The Uberman sleep cycle. Oh man. Okay, so I have not attempted to change my sleep cycle up. Well, okay, I have not been successful mm. in any attempts to change my sleep cycle. I, I, I did try it one time after you and I spoke, actually. Uh, and I don't know, it just, I couldn't get my body to, I couldn't get my mind and my body to sync up. Mm-hmm. And I would, I'd just be groggy all the time. And in theory, when you change your sleep cycle into the Uber, what is it called? Uberman? I think it's Uberman. Yeah. Uberman. Uh, that's when you take, you take like 20 minute naps at certain times during the day and then another mm-hmm. one fairly long sleep cycle. Or I, I don't know exactly. I know there are different iterations. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I tried the one where you just sleep for 20 minutes, then you're up for two, three hours and you sleep for 20 minutes. Oh, that's hardcore, Matt. Yeah. That, that didn't work out so well. That, My that's... wife got a little upset with me. That I, I'm glad you made it, uh, because I only that, did it for a week. That seems really difficult. That was one that was really difficult for me to try for a very long time. I did two four hour cycles. Okay. Right? Um, which is sort of the beginner of the Uber man. See, but, I, I jumped in the deep end. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was my fault. And uh, to yeah. be fair, Dark Souls came out and I really wanted to play it for as many hours as I could. Oh, weird. You were in a nightmare space. <laughs> it was intense. Between waking and reality. And, um, your pineal gland with sensing light at various times that it may not have been used to was probably scrambling to adjust to this as well, right? Mm-hmm. Your circadian rhythm felt a little off. Oh, yeah. It, it was haywire to be sure. Thank you for bringing us back, by the way. No, no, no. This, this is a good question though, because what if what if we were in those situations and our pineal glands were damaged? We know that one thing that could happen, at least in kids, is that if a kid's pineal gland is damaged, whether through cancer or an injury of some sort, then they're going to tend to enter puberty earlier. Really? Yes. 
Really, because the pineal gland appears to play a major role in sexual development as well. Also, a hibernation, if uh, if you're someone who says the uberman sleep cycles the opposite direction of where I want to go, I want to lump sum all my sleep over winter. Jeez, yeah, give me four weeks, please, thanks. Wow, that would be weird. Would you do that? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think I could handle it. I, if there were a scientific way to sort of make a lump sleep payment, then I would do it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I don't know. I, I, they'd have to put some sort of limit on how long you could do it or else yeah. you have people rip van winkling like seven years of sleep. Well, yeah. And if you have any kind of responsibilities in your life whatsoever, you just can't do it. There's no way. Oh, that's right. Sorry, kids. I'm going to be gone for four months. And then uh, I'll have my eye on you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty messed up. Just stock a bunch of Pop-Tarts up and leave the kids on their own. We also know that uh, the pineal gland can, uh, there's some pretty strong evidence that the pineal gland can influence the action of some drugs like antidepressants and Tony Montana's favorite, cocaine. So... This brings us to, um, let's see, that's all I've got about what we know the pineal gland does. And there's a lot of other stuff, too. Okay, yeah. The, so the big thing, the takeaway here is pineal gland helps regulate regulate sleep. And it's important. It's really important for that because sleep, as we found out, if you don't get enough sleep, there are some crazy things that can go on inside your brain. There's some neurological problems that you can find um, just from the effects of insomnia. So. It's important. It's crucial. We've established this. Now, let's get a little crazy, Ben. Absolutely, Matt. Let's get crazy with it. All right. Before we jump in head first to all of the interesting fringe ideas surrounding the pineal gland, I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. What about you? Wow, man, I keep forgetting that we even have sponsors. Uh, I'm just grateful that someone's willing to, to help us make this show. Yeah, it's kind of weird sometimes that they're all subsidiaries of the same company, but... I man, I don't care as long as that money's coming in. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Well, hello there, sir. You seem a little bit uh, unfocused. Uh, yeah, I've been having a hard time. Uh, when I watch TV and have my phone out, I, I can only see one at a time. It's weird. Ah, yes. Now, that's a common problem in today's society with so many devices and so much content to consume. Two eyes just won't cut it. You, my friends, may be suffering from third eye myopia. Third eye what? Third eye myopia, why it's a common problem both in the Upanishad and uh, numerous other religious texts. You see, your third eye, which can access all sorts of spiritual planes, is often not being used to its fullest extent in the modern day, which is, of course, to allow you to watch television or read your iPad while reading a book or watching your kids. Oh, and that's just my dream, man. That's, that's everything I've ever wanted. Well, then we have just the deal for you, sir. May I introduce you to Third Eye Glasses? so shiny and what's this thing in the center what a great question that we will answer when the litigation which is ongoing has been concluded yes third eye glasses they will allow you to channel the uh, rather useless connection with a higher plane of truth into something that matters to you like macgyver reruns or mr belvedere marathon does it have saved by the bell of course it has saved by the bell that it comes free with purchase and for just a nominal limited fee per month you can access thousands of other 80s sitcoms and 90s sitcoms well i'm sold well thank you sir yes another satisfied customer for third eye glasses uh please consult your doctor and cable provider before making the purchase Makers of third eye glasses are not responsible for reverse osmosis, myopia, use of bifocals, shattered lenses, lying to children, kicking puppies, misapprehending police forces, ongoing litigation in foreign countries, myopia, dystopia, dyslexia, anorexia, misapprehending the path of a boomerang, unoriginal cartoon ideas, DMT overdoses, pineal gland deposits, fluoride accretion, calcium accretion, potassium phobia, or magnesium in all of its forms. Third eye glasses are a division of Illumination Global Unlimited. Wow, I, I didn't even know those glasses existed again i'm just glad that we have a sponsor so yeah i had uh i had not heard that ad before that's an interesting one did you catch the the last part the the little legalese that they sped up at the end there oh come on man every everything has something like that i'm sure like the slinky had some pretty extensive warnings you, too i heard something about boomerangs but i, I don't know boomerangs Maybe there was something in there about boomerangs. I'll, I'll listen to it again. But if it is in there, I'm sure there's a, a reason. There could be nothing nefarious with Illumination Global Unlimited. That's that's fine, right? No. And according to a statistic that I made up just now, um, literally tens of dozens of people may have died uh, due to boomerangs. That's pretty grim. But uh, that was a little bit weird, and it's a good segue to talk about some of the things that are more odd or controversial about the pineal glands. Because, Matt, as we said, people uh, around the world do and have believed for some time that it's a seat of spirituality. Mm -hmm. But there's something else there, too. Uh, there's the belief that fluoride can accumulate in the pineal gland and uh, cripple its function, right? Yeah, can calcify it. Yeah, this is uh, this is really interesting to me. This is one of the first things that we ever covered as a show. I think it was episode six, five or six or something, where we discussed fluoridation of water, specifically in the United States and uh, the 
legal battles that were going on in order to make that happen. What kind of fluoride is actually going into the water? Right, because as a lot of people are unaware, there are multiple types of fluoride. I, I went to the dentist just the other day, and I was looking through some of their Colgate, uh, the bottles of Colgate that they give away for free when you go and see the dentist. And one of them had... Or there, I looked at three separate ones, and all three had different types of fluoride. Only one of them used sodium fluoride. Um, one of them was monoflor- monofluorophosphate or something mm-hmm. like that, and then there was another one. But anyway, it was just it was fascinating to me to see even now fluoride products are have varying different types of fluoride in them. Right. Yeah. And for most, uh, I would say it's fair to say that for most consumers at least in the United States, when you think of fluoride, you think of just one thing. Yeah, sodium fluoride is what you're It's the you common one, right? Mm-hmm. The clinical grade or yes. whatever it's called. But we also know that in fluoridated water systems, there is a different type of fluoride in, yes. involved in there. And a lot of times it's it's kind of a, what do we, what do we call it? It's a byproduct of factories sometimes. Of different processes? Yeah, opponents of uh, fluoridation have a couple of, a couple of things that, that I would say are bones to pick about the production of fluoride itself, the kind that's put in the water supply, and that's, uh, stuff from the phosphate industry or during the early days of atomic bomb construction, mm-hmm. uh, the, the radioactive materials, the manufacturing process resulted in fluoride as a byproduct. So the question then became, uh, was this actually good for the human population to put it in the water or was it instead sort of a, a ploy by an industry or by government in order to repress knowledge of building these atomic weapons or uh, just to circumvent EPA regulations that otherwise would have been quite expensive. Yeah, rather than having to pay to have these chemicals uh, disposed of somewhere, why not let's get paid to put it into the water source as a benefit? I really don't know how I feel about this subject, Ben, because when we were, even then, back in the day when we were going over this stuff, it was very difficult, or at least I found it difficult, to find unbiased sources uh, for for really anything about this subject mm. uh really the what is it fluoride action network was yeah. one of the places we found and i mean that's just obviously against it i don't know where that money's coming from to fund that thing right they're yeah they're against fluoridation their fluoride action network uh does sound like a dynamic name that could go either way but they're definitely against fluoridation in the water system primarily because uh, according to them, there are numerous health concerns that aren't addressed. They're not talking so much about um, specifically pineal gland damage in a spiritual sense, which we'll find in some conspiracy theories, but they're talking more about possible developmental damage. And one of the one of the biggest arguments there is that there we the average public person doesn't know where this fluoride is coming from, and secondly that. There are not enough cohesive studies on the events. And I love that you said it was difficult to find um, some unbiased sources because this is an incredibly contentious subject, so much so that you and I are probably getting hate mail from people on both sides of the argument just by bringing it up, which really says something. And people who consider themselves skeptics or debunkers will argue that the that this is all alarmism right there's mm-hmm. sensationalism and that fluoride in the water itself is a benefit as the american dental association argues uh because it uh lessens the um was it? it lessens the development of cavities or uh the development of tooth decay um and usually when people say this they're very angry about it yeah and i'm not i'm not sure why they're so very angry about it but boy they are steamed and this of course happens on the other side as well my primary issue as an individual only with fluoridation is that with it in regardless of what the ppm or part per million mm-hmm. is 
um, it's very difficult to control a dose if it is something like if we consider this like a medicine, right, or a health mm-hmm. benefit, then it's very difficult to say, uh, you know, you can only have this much in your system at any given time. And you add to that toothpaste, a lot of people who have brown stains on their teeth and, you know, they don't drink coffee or tea and they don't smoke cigarettes or something else. What they end up doing is getting these brown stains from a condition called fluorosis, which happens because of. You have too much fluoride. Sorry. Yeah. You'd think it's the opposite, but uh, too much fluoride discolors your teeth. Uh, well, I, Okay, so the biggest thing that we couldn't find is uh, a scientific study that shows the calcification or the pineal, the fluoride buildup inside the pineal gland. At least I was completely unable to find anything, uh, a scientific study on this, where it's repeatable. And that, to me right there, is kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is. That's, that's At least not in point. humans, I should say. Ah, yeah. Okay. That's a good point. We have seen some studies that have linked uh, the accumulation of fluoride, but also as of calcium with age. And there's one study that's often um, it's often posted, I believe, by an author named Jennifer Luke. And in this study, she linked uh, fluoride accumulation in the pineal gland, but she did it by looking at the eleven cadavers. And they were elderly. So there's not, there's not a long-term study of a person's brain, which would be pretty yeah. expensive. Here, well, and here's the thing. How do you even do that? Or I guess it's just MRI after MRI or, um, I don't even know if that would be the correct thing to use, but just studying someone's brain for the entirety of their life. And you'd have to do it on numerous people. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a little bit about Dr. Luke's research. Um, this is uh, written by a professor named Paul Conant at St. Lawrence University in 2001. And uh, Dr. Conant says that Luke had a couple of things she found out about the pineal gland. She said this little gland in the center of the brain is responsible for a lot of stuff. We know that. She also found it was a calcifying tissue like teeth and bones. So she hypothesized that it would concentrate fluoride to noticeably high levels because it's not protected by a blood-brain barrier and it has a what's called a high perfusion rate of blood. And that's second only to the kidney. So she found high levels of fluoride in these 11 cadavers, but there's some other stuff that we still have to deal with. You know, is this, is this something that would just naturally accumulate in someone as they age? Uh, to what degree does fluoride inhibit, uh, the functions of the pineal gland and which function specifically does it inhibit? Now, I'm sure for a lot of people, especially some of our younger listeners, the idea of uh, reaching or going through puberty sooner might sound just just great, you know? Sure. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Takes all types, right? But is there is there a biological price paid for that later? It's um, interesting. It yeah. takes me back to what you were talking We were talking about sleep earlier when what we were talking about as you get older, you need less and less sleep. And if I, wa- I wonder if there is a connection there with the calcifying of your pineal gland, its function stops working so well. And I wonder if your body kind of is making up for that uh, in requiring less sleep because your maybe your melatonin just isn't what it used to be. Huh. Interesting hypothesis there, Matt. That's not, that's a, that's something I'd like to hear more about. Uh, also from our listeners. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing 
reinventing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. We have to talk about some other ideas about the pineal gland. Um, I I know my favorite one. What is it? DMT. Ah, yes, DMT. And, and, oh, okay. So lay it on me. What, what's the gist? Well, I learned about this when I watched a trailer for a movie called The Spirit Molecule, a documentary, and it's discussing whether or not the pineal gland releases small amounts of DMT uh, during your sleep cycle. And that basically the idea is that, or the thought, the original thought is that maybe that's why we hallucinate and have these insane dreams sometimes that don't make any sense this way or that. Uh, and it, is it because we are tripping when we're sleeping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And DMT, uh, is the more casual name for dimethyltryptamine. Uh, this this hypothesis is uh, was for a long time fringy and controversial, and it's still very controversial uh, by a guy named Rick Strassman is one of the main proponents of this, um, who also had the idea that you get this rush of DMT when you're dying. Yes, right. The final moments of death are that. That's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's kind of, it never ends. Didn't uh, Aldous Huxley get shot up with hallucinogens before, like, as he died? I remember hearing about that, but I haven't read, I haven't okay. read any official accounts. Well, maybe that's a story for another day. But, but for a long time, this was very controversial. It remains controversial. Um, but there have been, uh, there's been at least one study done that I know of, which showed that, uh, rats seem to produce some amount of DMT uh, naturally. Mm-hmm. And we know how dangerous it is to say, well, it happened to a rat, so clearly it happens to every other animal. But it is an indication that more research is needed, at Absolutely. the very least. Yep, yep. 
So one of the one of the more fascinating things that you can find when you're when you start researching DMT in the pineal gland, uh, you get you eventually get to or maybe you even start near ayahuasca and its use in tribal regions and certain religions in South America and other places, um, which is ayahuasca is essentially DMT and a couple of other substances mixed together, and it produces uh, a very strong. Uh, hallucinating trip mm -hmm. where in these in these cultures uh, it's used as a spiritual journey as a way to kind of conquer internal demons and when you when you pair that up with kind of the fascination and fears of the soul and the afterlife in the western world i think that right there is ultimately the the fascination uh, the reason that people really really want to know more about this in the pineal gland and what the heck is it and is it really a key? Ah, uh, yeah. That's that's part of the part of the ongoing search, as you say, for the soul. Yeah. Well, the, basically, the idea is: well, do they know something that we don't know, or have mm -hmm. have we forgotten something? Yeah, and a lot of people do believe that's true for one reason or another. This calls to mind one of my uh, favorite phrases. I, I can't remember who said this. It was either an artist or a neuroscientist, very sure. closer than you would think sometimes. Uh, the, the idea was that, um, the more we search for the human soul, the less we find of its existence. But the longer we search, the more that search itself seems to indicate that something's there. Whoa. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So can't you can't find the hard evidence. Mm -hmm. But oh yeah, but you're there's still this sort of undeniable yeah, there's something there. There's this inevitable need for a for the conscious mind to to somehow understand what exists past it or beyond it. Mm. And I I think that's a worthwhile endeavor. I also think that we should mention that the pineal gland has been linked to people who claim to be able to travel astrally. Yes. So if you like, if you like, uh, Matt and I are fans of those mysteries of the unknown time life books and the unsolved mystery show and things like that. One of the things that happens when people who talk about astral travel is that they often depict themselves as rising in an incorporeal form that's linked somehow by, by this, um, intangible tendril, right? Mm -hmm. Back to their, back to their actual body. And often this is depicted as a tendril connecting pituitary gland to the, where it would be in the spiritual body. And we don't just mean, um, fictionalized accounts of, of astral travel. We're also talking about, you know, Stargate researchers and most notably Ingo Swan, I think. There are accounts of this. Yeah. Real, real accounts of people trying to do this. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about, Ben, is the symbolism of the pine cone and whether or not it has anything to do with the pineal gland. And if it does, why the heck are there so many pine cones in ancient symbology? Ah, nice. Good catch. I can't believe we almost missed that one. Well, just, uh, and I just have a couple of things here and if, um, maybe give me some thoughts on them if, if you don't mind. So, uh, you, you know what Angkor Wat looks like in Cambodia, Angkor Wat. And mm -hmm. if you don't know what that looks like and you're listening to this, put A-N-G-K-O-R-W-A-T into a search engine and look at the spires, uh, on this old ancient, ancient temple. They they don't necessarily look exactly like a pineal gland, but I've seen it referenced many times that this structure uh, is really important, the structure of these spires. Then you go to uh, a Freemasonry. I don't know if you've you've been to the Fox Theater, right? Yes. So in Atlanta, there's the Fox Theater. It used to be uh, a, a Masonic Lodge. And it still looks like one. It really looks like one. And not in this building in particular, but there are several other Masonic buildings in Atlanta and other places that use the pine cone. A lot of times you'll see them on the ceiling uh, with a, a light fixture or uh, just a piece of metal hanging down. And it's a pine cone. It's absolutely a pine cone. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the Vatican and you look at, let's say, the Pope's staff that has a pine cone on it. Or maybe you go out into the, the Belvedere Courtyard and you check out this ancient Roman fountain fountain mm -hmm. that's sitting there, and it's a giant pine cone. 
you know, when you, when you go into these conspiracy theories, as we do, mm-hmm. you, you start, symbols are highly important or they seem to be very important. And it makes me wonder again, is there something that these guys know about this pine cone that I don't know, man? Or is it just a symbol of releasing seeds and harvest and, you know, the flow of life? Maybe. Sure. Well, all, 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 that's a great question. Great series of questions. Uh, all of the, especially in the ancient world, all of the symbols used have significance. Um, this was, you know, if we look back just from a technological perspective, People didn't have the ability or the luxury of making um, disposable art, you know. So why would you waste your time on a meaningless embellishment? Uh, so we do know that uh, symbols of any sort have incredible significance, especially the further back those symbols go. Um, we could have a whole conversation about obelisk in a different oh, episode, but the, the question then becomes, um, you know, what does this signify? Um, what, if anything, does it mean in the modern day? And I, I think that's an interesting question, but I haven't in my own, uh, research, I haven't found much more than something pointing out the, the idea of this. And there could definitely be a correlation because Plato was talking about the uh, pineal gland, uh, as did Rene Descartes and um, a couple of other notable intellectuals. Uh, Descartes actually believed that it was the seat of the human soul. Um, so maybe there is more to that symbolism than we know. But at this point, Matt, I have to ask you some stuff. All right. Where can people go to learn more about the pineal gland? Well, if you want to go hardcore science, the first place that I would go is the Journal of Pineal Research, which is part of the Wiley Online Library. Um, this is primarily studying studying the uh, the melatonin aspects of the pineal gland. But there's some fascinating stuff in there. It's updated all the time. Every once in a while, you'll get a free article, but most of it is you have to pay to read the entire article. But you can get an abstract and kind of see the ideas that are being looked at. Uh, so that's fascinating. If you want to hear people talk about this kind of thing, um, if you are not already subscribed to the Joe Rogan experience, do mm-hmm. that now and listen to Rogan and his friends talk about weird stuff. It's pretty great. Also, uh, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast, that's where I end up uh, mm-hmm. all the time when I'm editing. Oh, I have a uh, contribution here. Uh, sure. If you're a fan of our show and you haven't already subscribed to stuff to blow your mind you're welcome you'll love it they have an episode on the pineal gland uh they also are fellow monster enthusiasts so they cover a lot of stuff about monsters as well and they get weird with it uh so check out their podcast which is free and you'll hear more about this stuff check out our website stuff they don't want you to know.com yeah right still not fired repping what <laughs> uh where you can find Matt and I getting into all sorts of online hijinks uh as we're recording this today we just mock strangled our mascot agent scully <laughs> My that is my favorite thing I've edited in a long time. I'm still really on the fence about how that's going to play out for us, but uh, we'll see what people think when we talk about that. That's on our video. Can you get away with murder or getting away with murder? I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Matt, what do you want people to write in and ask us about this time around? I I want to know your thoughts on this tiny little gland in your head. First of all, we've we've kind of talked about it a little bit on Facebook already with mm-hmm. our video series. Oh, you know what I want to know? What's that? What is your weirdest dream that you've had that you think may be attributed to the DMT from your pineal gland? Ah, uh, yeah. Weirdest dream that you can recall. And do you think you had a precognitive, a prefigurative dream? You know, is is time really... Uh, a little bit more elastic rather than linear in, in, uh, dreamland. 
Ah, interesting stuff. Good Dude, question. Time travel is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> you mean time travel other than one second at a time forward? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of boring. But it gets old. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. We know we touched on a lot of things uh, and didn't dig too deep into some of the main themes we discussed. That's because we would like to hear from you before we jump all the way into the deep waters on things like fluoridation and things like astral travel. So write to us and let us know what we should cover, how we should cover us, how we should cover it, rather. And, uh, you know, something that you're rarely going to hear outside of a therapy session. Tell us what you're dreaming about and uh, tell us the weirdest, strangest dreams you've had. Wrap it all up in an email. Give us a title with something like dreams in there and uh, send it straight to us if you wish. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.